From disposable masks to plastic partitions to one-time-use food delivery containers, COVID-19-era consumption habits are adding to the build-up of solid waste across Asia and the Pacific, a region that already was experiencing rapid trash accumulation driven by increasing prosperity and urbanisation. In this podcast, ADBI's Senior Capacity Building and Training Specialist, Linda Arthur, and Research Associate, Derek Hondo, Describe keys to addressing solid waste management gaps in fast-growing cities in Asia and the Pacific and advancing the sustainable development goals against the backdrop of new pandemic-related pressures. The discussion stems from their new policy brief, Solid Waste Management in Developing Asia, Prioritising Waste Separation. Linda, Derek, thank you for joining Asia's Developing Future. Can you start by explaining how solid waste management is linked to the sustainable development goals and the extent of the challenge that Asia and the Pacific faces when it comes to tackling its trash? Well, seven of the 17 sustainable development goals and 15 targets are directly linked to the issue of solid waste management. And these goals and targets cover three main aspects of solid waste and solid waste management. First, uh, several of the SDGs address the issue of massive untreated landfill sites and also marine dumping. And this has become a really serious problem across the region. As the policy brief mentions, 17 of the 50 largest dump sites in the world are in Asia. The second aspect is that the sustainable development agenda, particularly goal three, addresses health implications of these massive untreated dump sites. And specifically, target 3.9 seeks to reduce the number of deaths associated with air, water, and soil contamination. And the third aspect is future-looking. And here, particularly SDG 12 focuses on responsible consumption and production. And this is really at the heart of the region's solid waste problem. Goal 12 stresses the importance of what it calls the three R's, which means to reduce, reuse, and recycle. And this would help in transforming our current linear economy of production, use, and disposal to a more circular economy. And a circular economy prioritizes recycling over disposal. And this is why planning for effective solid waste management is is so crucial. What are some viable options for reducing solid waste in the region? And how do COVID-19 issues fit into the equation? First, we need to recognize the problem highlighted in this policy brief, which is that there's too much waste ending up in landfills and open dump sites with many serious consequences, as uh, previously mentioned by Linda. Then we can next propose a solution. How do we solve this waste generation and uh, disposal problem, especially in urban cities uh, in developing countries, uh, which in Asia is projected to continue to increase from 1.8 billion people in 2017 to 3 billion in 2050. So this is where implementing waste separation practices uh, with an emphasis on adopting such practices at the source, meaning households, will have a huge potential in reducing the amount of waste destined for landfills and open dump sites. So we take a look at the model case of Yokohama City in the policy brief and they increased the number of separation categories to include 
more items such as burnable waste, cans, plastic bottles, glass bottles, hazardous waste, plastic, plastic packaging, used clothing, aerosol cans, etc. So separating waste can help to divert the household waste to burnable and recyclable materials. And in this way, it presents opportunities for other sustainable practices, such as energy recapture through anaerobic digestion and biogas recovery. And especially right now during this COVID-19 pandemic, it would be extremely beneficial if governments could extend waste separation to cover even medical waste, because unregulated disposal of medical waste in hospitals during this pandemic can have some serious consequences. And so practicing proper hygiene, improving collection and separation and treatment of such waste will help to play a significant role in limiting the further spread of the virus. And lastly, I just wanted to echo what Linda said about this transition to, you know, moving to a circular economy instead of this traditional linear economy we have where we try to recycle, recover and recapture the use of products we use. What will it take to achieve more waste separation breakthroughs in developing Asia and the Pacific? The main point of the policy brief is to propose the idea of waste uh, separation. So first, we took a look at the problem, which is that there's too much waste uh, ending up in landfills. And as urban populations are expected to increase, there's going to be more waste. So governments need to understand that this is a reality and that there's this relationship between the solid uh, waste management targets and also the SDGs. So many of them are linked together. And if we can establish waste separation practices, it becomes you know, a precursor to developing a more effective solid waste management plan and ultimately reducing waste generation of a city. So in the brief, we propose um, how to implement uh, waste separation. First, we need to you know, secure the commitment of political leaders, the mayor, the city council, and establish a task force. And once we do this, then we can assess the current situation, you know, the waste profile, waste flow, and identify key stakeholders, including those in the informal sector. And, you know, it requires a coordination on many different levels from a diverse group of stakeholders, and they need to all be involved from the initial planning stages. So this is where collaborative decision-making is very crucial. And once we establish a plan, including the waste separation categories, the methods, the collection, incentive programs, and such, then you know, we can begin to uh, educate the community through uh, education and promotional campaigns to facilitate this lifestyle shift of consumers and households. And then the final step would be to implement this into a pilot program. So once a plan is laid out, the municipality should start out small and specify area within the city where they want to pilot the program. Then once it's up and running, they can evaluate get public uh, input and feedback from the community and begin to scale up to other areas within the city. To wrap things up, would you like to share any closing thoughts about the policy brief and outlook for solid waste management in Asia and the Pacific? Foremost, the policy brief is geared toward government officials who are grappling with solid waste issues in their respective countries. But probably more importantly, it is for government officials in cities and municipalities, because these are the officials who are usually on the front line, and it's up to them to come up with viable plans to tackle solid waste issues, including waste collection, waste separation, acquiring the right infrastructure, and most importantly, 
securing the resources to implement these plans. And in developing these plans, they will also have to rely on a range of stakeholders, including non-governmental organizations, community-based associations, such as neighborhood or resident associations. And so the policy brief is also meant to assist these groups. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.